All sports, all angles, all the news. The new Tab at Breakfast Show. Well, it was an emotional time on the uh, tennis court at the Laver Cup with uh, Roger Federer's last sort of official out, if I can put it that way, as a tennis player. Paul, I, I'm surprised they could play. There was that many tears sort of uh, on Never the court. Never seen a bloke so well respected by yes. his peers that they were, the way they were reacting, Rafa was beside himself. It was uh, strange, wasn't it? It was, uh, I mean, you've often uh, thought that there is uh, an underlying tension between the big three, but certainly yeah. uh, none of it was on display. There was a very dignified uh, display, I thought, by Nadal and Djokovic. A- absolutely sort of spot on. To send off one of the greats and, uh, well, a man who saw much of uh, his career is on the line. G'day, Leo. How are you? Leo Schlink. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, very well. Uh, the Labor Cup, uh, interesting result in the end, actually. The world, rather strangely named opposition, uh, you know, team, the world actually defeated the uh, Europeans, but it probably wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the main uh, sort of grist for the actual uh, tournament, was it? It was the departure of Federer. Absolutely. And I think when people look back on this, um, most people won't even remember it was the yeah. first time in five editions that Team World has actually won the event. Um, they ended up winning um, 13-8. Um, all the matches on the third day were worth three points for the win. Um, and Team World went in um, behind 4-8 and they they got through and they had a clean sweep on the last day. But you're right, everyone will remember it for Roger Federer's farewell and a very teary farewell, as you say, and um, just great for him. And um, so typical of Rafa uh, that uh, after he'd played that doubles match and lost with Roger that um, I think the moment was probably too much for him as well and um, bearing in mind what he might have ahead, he, he bowed out of the competition but um, for Roger um, not the ideal way to go out in terms of performance but what a way to go out on a, on a huge stage um, surrounded by uh, the guys that he'd shared the Wimbledon titles with there's a fantastic photo it's probably one of my favourite memories from the Labor Cup and it was captioned Wimbledon 2003 to 2022 and there were only four players in it, Andy Murray mm-hmm. Uh, Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer and uh, Rafa Nadal. It was just fantastic to see it and the respect that uh, Team World guys showed him, but also they made sure they, they were there to play and they got the result in the end. Leo, was there ever a, a harsh word uh, amongst either of those top four off the court? I, I always got the impression they were, were, you know, obviously respected each other, but was there ever a run-in at all? The only run-in really was with Roger, um, involving Roger, I should say, was with uh, Djokovic's parents early on. Uh, there was a match in Monte Carlo when he told Djokovic's father to shut up. Um, and a few other niggly bits. And um, Sergei Djokovic had quite a bit to say about Roger that got under his skin a bit. Um, but with the others, it was respect the whole way through. Um, nothing ever with Rafa. They were, they were genuinely great mates, even though they became rivals very quickly. Um, bearing in mind Roger had the upper hand early and ended up with a losing record as he did against Novak but with Andy it was the same, a lot of respect so it was only a bit early days with Djokovic but you saw um, that stuff with the video uh, on the doubles match when they were all leaning across the bench giving advice and there was uh, Djokovic leaning in to talk to uh, Roger and Rafa to say that you better target Francis Tiafo um, when he's at the back of the court, when he's um, receiving or serving, um, otherwise you're going to lose this match. And the respect the three of them showed was fantastic. Wow, that'd be a photo. 60-odd grand slams in a uh, <laughs> in one frame is uh, something else, isn't it? I also seen some of the photos. Uh, Bjorn Borg was there. Um, 
I think it is, a, as you say, a measure of the respect he had that they all turned up, particularly uh, Rafa Nadal, because his wife, I think, is still hospitalised, isn't she, with their first pregnancy? And uh, so he didn't have to be there, and uh, but he made a point of being there and then going as soon as uh, formalities uh, had been completed. So uh, I think it was a, a really great way for Federer to go out. Yeah, and and, and uh, yeah, Borgie being there on the... He got a bit of criticism because he's so impassive, as he always mm. has been, of course, and... Um, he uh, even when the the uh, court intruder uh, got out there and set his arm on fire. There's uh, Bjorn. You wouldn't know what was going on, judging by his expression. But that was his last um, Labor Cup as captain. Um, and I think there's a very obvious replacement um, going forward, or a candidate if he wants to do it um, when they go to Vancouver next year. Um, mm. So uh, if it's Roger Federer in the chair, it begs the question, does John McEnroe continue for Team World? It was his first win. Um, he'd been striving for that. And... Um, so we'll see what happens. But the other great name in the house, of course, was the man who the trophy is struck in honour of the whole event, named after Rod Laver was there as well. And um, there was some emotion from Rod as well. So um, all in all, what a great way to go at it. A packed out 0-2. Um, Team World gets its first result. Not ideal for Roger, but you remember his last Grand Slam match, he, he lost that set to love um, against Hubert Hursack at, at Wimbledon. So sports like that. Um, but now Roger goes on to do something else and he's got so many options and... I'd imagine that given his uh, passion for Labor Cup, he'll continue to play a, a very instrumental role. Did I read somewhere, Leo, he has a financial interest in the Labor Cup? He does, yeah. So Team 8, um, which he uh, is heavily involved in with his long-term manager, Tony Godsick, uh, along with Tennis Australia, I think, um, the USTA, um, and there's a couple of uh, private interests as well. Um, they're the major stakeholders in it, but yeah, Roger's very... He's got some, got some plaque over it, uh, the the past year about um, you know his relationship with uh, Tennis Australia, USTA, and how that might influence politics and Novak Djokovic not being allowed to play the US Open, the Australian Open. I'm not sure what that's got to what it's got to do with Roger Federer. Mm -hmm. I, d I can't imagine that there's even a consultation with Roger. Hey, do we let Novak play our events? <laughs> this, this, this is government level stuff. It has nothing to do with anyone. So. It's a bit, a bit far-fetched, but, yeah, Roger manages a few players through his company as well, um, and I'd, I'd imagine he'll become a big player going forward. seen a lot of uh, uh, reasons why players have pulled out of games or matches injured. Leo, Sloane Stevens overnight at 4-4 in the third was stung by a bee <laughs> in Palmer and continued on and ended up winning the match. I've never seen yeah, anyone stung by a bee on court before. Can we imagine how Bernie might have reacted in that uh, same situation? <laughs> I mean, if it was four on the first set, it might have been a good way to check out. But uh, no, it's, uh, there's been some strange ones over the time. And, you know, um, we saw at the US Open with Rafa hitting himself with a racket and uh, continuing on. And despite there being a bit of uh, blood and it, it wouldn't have bothered him one little bit. And Johnny Millman, uh, that unfortunate episode with the, the ball that bounced up and hit him flush in the eye. Yeah. But, um yeah, Sloane's, Sloane is a very, very good, tough player and um, um, good honour for getting through that. Um, I, I remember um, there's a couple of Australian cyclists being out on uh, training rides at different times and um, Jack Bobridge being one of them and I think he got stung on the roof of the mouth Ooh. by a wasp, uh, which really knocked him around. Um, so these bizarre mishaps occasionally happen. And, uh, Leo, just uh, moving on to cycling, now that you mentioned it, there's sort of rather unsavoury story coming out of Australia uh, in recent times in relation to one of the star cyclists and uh, some sort of assault allegations against uh, teenagers. Yeah, Matthew uh, Vanderpol, um, very, very good rider uh, from the Dutch team. Um, 
he uh, he was in police custody on the eve of the um, the world championships in Wollongong, uh, the, the men's race, the, the night before his race that he was selected to go there. And he actually started in the race and abandoned uh, very early into it. And um, he was subsequently fined $1,500 um, for the incident involving two teenage girls who were staying in his hotel. I believe he was there with his partner and they were running up and down the corridor, allegedly, uh, the girls, and um, uh, Van der Poel, uh, there was a confrontation with him and the girls and I think they might have been, one of them allegedly was shoved um, and might have um, had a minor injury to her mm. arm. But anyway, he went to court. I, I believe that um, he is flown out of Australia now, but there might be some... Uh, ongoing legal action in terms of an appeal but um yeah not a great great result for him and um obviously you know um 10 o'clock at night and he's got a big race to ride 260 yeah, yeah. k's around Wollongong and he's wanted to get some sleep and some kids are out the front just having fun it's it's just a collision of two worlds literally mm. turning our attention to racing in hong kong leo uh, california spangle has seemed to have caught the eye He's a very exciting horse. Um, he's now had 11 starts, seven starts, um, sorry, seven wins, and he did it in the style at the weekend, uh, group three race um, over 1,400 metres under Zach Purton, and they ran really good time, and uh, Tony Cruz was using the race to decide, well, he's so good, this horse. Um, he, he's won from 1,000 metres out to 1,800 metres, uh, been beaten at 2,000 metres narrowly. Um, he's going to take on Golden 60 when they... Uh, in the uh, Longines Hong Kong Mile in December in the big meeting. Um, so that's very exciting. This horse is um, serious quality and what he showed on the weekend is that um, he's right up there with the best that Hong Kong has and um, another really good horse for Tony Cruz and Zach Purton. Uh, I saw yesterday, Leo, there's some restrictions being eased there in Hong Kong which will make life a little bit more pleasant for you. Yeah, absolutely. So now it's zero and three. Um, so from the airport on arrival, and this applies also to non-residents, um, three days of self-monitoring um, involving PCR tests and rat tests, etc. And there are places that you can and can't go. Um, you can go to places of necessity like supermarkets and whatever else, and you can go out and leave your hotel or leave your house. Uh, but that's a huge change from what it was. It wasn't so long ago. It was three weeks hotel quarantine, and now it's um, zero and three. So if the prevailing conditions continue to improve, let's hope that by the time December comes along, or even sooner, it would be much better. But by December comes around, that um, you know the restrictions continue to ease, and we can see um, international visitors back at uh, the big Longines international races. And uh, yeah, just before we let you go, Leo, uh, we've got to go back to Sloane Stevens. I've got a question for you, and this comes from former international and Queensland wicketkeeper Razor Ray Phillips, who is listening. <laughs> He wants to know, was Sloane Stevens floating like a butterfly before she was stung by a bee? <laughs> um, I've got to give credit to Ray there. I, look, <laughs> That's very generous. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I just say Muhammad Ali? Um, <laughs> she, no, well, she's, um, like, as I said before, she's a hell of a competitor. And, um, yeah, I'd imagine that she was floating like a butterfly. <laughs> Good on you, Leo. Professional as always. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch up next Tuesday. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs>